May I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. It's all a bit messy this last week, isn't it? We get to Palm Sunday, Hosanna to the Son of David. Hosanna, this is the Messiah. We get to Maundy Thursday, the Last Supper. One of you around this table will betray me. Not I, Lord, they all say. We get to the Garden of Gethsemane. Judas leads the officials to Jesus. He is betrayed. <coughs> I'll never deny you, says Peter. Before the cock crows, you'll deny me three times. No, I won't. Yes, you will. No, I won't. Yes, you will. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Oh, no. I knew that was going to happen. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me, says Jesus. If it's only possible for this cup to pass from me, let it happen. But not your will, but mine. Our Lord is laid in the tomb. He's dead. God is dead. It's hopeless. Forlorn. Was it all a lie? The tomb is sealed. Guards are put at the entrance because the Pharisees have been so concerned that something might happen about Jesus rising from the dead. They're all in hiding. The disciples, the women, the followers. What quite is going on? It's all, as I said, a big mess on every part, in every position. And then the women decide to come to the grave. What are the disciples, what are the men doing? We don't know. <coughs> Hiding away, forlorn, fed up, defeated. Who knows? But Mary Magdalene and the other Mary come to the tomb. What were they expecting? They knew there was a big stone in front of the entrance. They knew there were guards. What do they think was going to happen? They were confused, I suspect. But they went. They were afraid. What was happening, we hear, when they see the angel. I wonder what, what do you do if you're afraid of something? When you, suddenly something happens where you're petrified. Because there are a few different responses, aren't there? Sort of that whole fight or flight stuff. We run away. It's petrifying. Let's just get away and pretend it's not happening. Let's just leave it. Or we freeze. Don't do anything. Almost going to lockdown, going to meltdown. Lockdown's not a good word for us now, is it? If we're an ostrich, we start burying our head in the sand. If I can't see it, it's not going to happen. A bit like a child. No, I can't see you, you can't see me. Everything's okay. No. We panic. How are you in a crisis? When it all seems to be going wrong. And there's no idea what to do. And so I said, don't panic. Don't panic, Mr Mannering. Yeah, best thing to say, isn't it? Don't panic. What's the first thing you do? You panic. In all honesty, we feel more like, we're doomed, doomed. Well, that's where they felt, I guess. Don't be afraid. We hear this twice in the gospel message today. Don't be afraid, says the angel. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. Don't be afraid. I know you're looking for him. 
But he's not here. He's been raised, as he said. That makes us feel better, don't it? I know you're looking for him. I know he said he's going to be raised, but well, that's true. Well, but can I actually believe it? I know he said that. Can I believe it with all the evidence? What's going on? This is all weird. It's all a mess. Don't be afraid. When we are told, don't be afraid, how do we respond? Do we respond in faith? Do we think, well, they're just saying that. I'm still afraid. It's still a mess. It's confusing. I'm not in control. Don't know what to do. I'm still going to be afraid until I've got the evidence to see otherwise. Don't be afraid, said the angel. Go. Tell his disciples when you've seen where he's been laid. Go, have a look. He's not there. Look. The grave is empty. Have a look at that. Get that into your thick skulls, if you like. He's gone. He's not there. Go and tell his disciples this has actually happened. Don't be afraid. This is real. What would you do at that point? Ah! He's not there. Where is he? Someone must have hidden him. Maybe it's all a trick. What if I look stupid? What if I tell everyone that he's actually raised and then there's evidence to the contrary? Let's keep quiet. No. They leave the tomb quickly. We hear with fear and great joy. They are petrified, but also they are joyful and confused, no doubt. Is this real? We don't know. Something's happened. We need to tell the others, try to work out what's happening. What's quite striking for me is who it is who experiences it at this, mo- at this moment. You are Peter, on this rock I will build my church, says Jesus. But Peter's in hiding. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, they are those first witnesses to the resurrection. They're not part of the twelve. They're women, they wouldn't be taken notice of so much. But there they are, faithful. And they are they who encounter the risen Lord first. Not those you would expect. But here we are. They hear this angelic greeting. I don't know about you, but I'd be petrified if I heard an angel speak to me, let alone if I saw an angel as well. But they hear that greeting. Do not be afraid. Jesus is risen. Have a look for yourself and go and tell the others. And they do so. They respond. This whole thing, no doubt to the other disciples, felt improbable no it w- improbable isn't the word impossible I think is more of the word to be honest they'd seen him on the cross they'd seen the nails through his hands his feet they'd seen the sword in his side they'd seen flowing out blood and water they'd seen him laid in the tomb the tomb sealed this was it 
Jesus is dead. And then they're told, he's raised from the dead. He is resurrected. This is not the end. Improbable or impossible? Don't know, both. But it's true. Mad as it seems, Jesus was truly risen as he has promised. The angel told Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. They were the witnesses. They went out. They told the disciples. But they had a break on the way there, didn't they? They didn't go straight to see the disciples and told them and the disciples said, yeah, right. Of course he has. Yeah. What? An angel told you. Yeah, Paul, the other one. No, they were on their way. And who did they encounter? Jesus himself. They're on the way to tell the disciples. And they see Jesus himself. And he says again, do not be afraid. That refrain from the angel and from Jesus, do not be afraid. This is true. This is real. It is okay. I have risen from the dead. Yes, Jesus descended into the depths of hell, but here he has broken out. He has destroyed the power of death to allow us all to be reconciled with God for all eternity. No longer are we cut off from God, no matter what we've done. Let's face it, we've all done stupid things. We've all done things we ought not to have done or done things we ought... We've, we've not done things we ought to have done or we've done things we ought not to have done as the confession in the Book of Common Prayer as Evensong says. There is no health in us. I'm not sure about that phrase so much. We've done things we shouldn't have done. We've not done things we should have done. We feel we've cut ourselves off from God. But here is God reaching out to us and saying, you know what? I know what you've done. But I forgive you. I want to reach out to you and welcome you home. And this is what Jesus is saying with this do not be afraid. And Mary Magdalene and the other Mary's response. First of all, they worship. They worship the Lord Jesus. Something we gather to do today. Something we gather to do Sunday by Sunday. And at other times too. Jesus is Lord, we confess. We worship Jesus. God made man. The second part of the Trinity. They worship Jesus. We worship Jesus. And then they go out. They've worshipped. They go out. They tell the disciples. No doubt they tell lots of others on the way. The disciples tell others too. The disciples go out throughout the world to other parts of the world proclaiming Jesus is risen. This is real. God loves us so much that he took his sins upon, our sins upon himself for us to be reconciled with God no matter what we are, no matter who we are, no matter where we come from. God loves us. God reaches out to us. God wants to welcome us home. God is desperate to welcome us, so much so that the resurrection happened. The gospel is proclaimed. The resurrection is proclaimed. The resurrection is proclaimed today 
here in St Gladys's and throughout the world on this most holy day, this Easter day. Mary Magdalene and the others went out to tell people, we too are called to tell others. Maybe that's by walk of witness throughout this time. Maybe that's through evangelistic events. Maybe that's through something simple like giving an Easter egg with the word Easter on it. What's that about then? Oh yes, it's not about the Easter bunny. It's about Jesus, God who loves us so much. And today, we celebrate God's love for us. We celebrate the mess that leads from Palm Sunday to Easter Day. We celebrate and acknowledge the mess which is our lives. If any of us say our lives are not a mess in one way or another, we deceive ourselves. But that's fine. We need to admit who we are. We need to accept who we are. We need to accept how much God loves each and every one of us. So much so that Jesus broke the powers of death. Not for other people, not for those who appear to be good or worthy or at church all the time or wear funny collars or funny clothes and things, but the downcast, the destitute, the screwed up, all of us, those down on our luck. God loves us all so much. Our job, if you like to put it that way, is to let other people know that. Those who don't think God gives us stuff about them need to know it's a complete opposite. That God loves them in the same way that God loves us. So much that the resurrection has happened. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia! Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia! Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia!